the sports gambling podcast fantasy football podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. bet bet $50 at WinBet. get $200 in free bets bet big win bigger with WinBet. download the WinBet app now or visit wynbet.com and get started today we're also brought to you by sleeper you already play fantasy on sleeper but now you can win cold hard cash in their new over under game just head over to sleeper.com so sgp on your phone and join the sgpn group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com so sgp and to make sure to check out our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favorite sgpn gear just go to store.sgp store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com that's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com make sure you head over there and get that today Yes, sir. We are back for another episode of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah from Junior, and it's so good to be back. Took some time off. You know, that NBA season was crucial. It was crucial. It was important to get a nice rest and recuperation, but now we are back. And today we are doing a huge dynasty startup mic draft. And you know I'm here. I got my guy with me, Scott Reichel. Scott, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. Just finished recording a basketball podcast. I believe you were there too, so that was fun. That might have been. Yeah, might have been. Besides that, overall looking forward to going through a lot of mock draft coverage over the next couple of well, I'd say potentially hours knowing us. I mean, hell, we can, we, we can turn like a four-round pick and a four-round draft into a couple hours. We'll try to be quick with yeah. this one, but I'm looking forward to breaking down some fantasy football stuff, and it should be fun. Yeah, no, and because it's a huge mock draft, we're doing 25 rounds, so we're going to try to do this really, really quickly. But let's just go ahead and get into it, and before we do, we got to make sure to tell everybody to get down to win bet and bet their $50 win, $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets, plus you can bet 500 plus on Sports or Casino by July 31st, 2021, and get entered in a chance to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience. Picture it, you and your entire league, a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas, plus going to Encore Beach Club to have your draft for your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed, so if you bet $1,000 on sports, you get two entries into the contest. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. All such subject, change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now we're on to Sleeper, where we are having this mock draft today. And you probably have a fantasy league up there already. We know we do. And you can now play their new over-under game where it's super simple. You take a sport like baseball, maybe hits or strikeouts or something, and just select over-under the number if they're going to hit the number or not. And if they do and you hit everything correctly, you can win from two to 20 times the money you put into the contest. Look, super excited because they have a chat feature. We can talk with us. You can talk with our buddies. You can talk with you and your buddies. Tell your buddies to come on and join the SGPN group where we can all chat together. We can follow each other's picks, and we can try to win money together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper to play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends. Make some money. So sleeper.com says SGP for 100% deposit match up to $100. That's sleeper.com says SGP for 100% deposit match. Join our squad and 
you can get that up to $100. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. All right, Scott. So for the mock draft, it's pretty simple. Let's tell people it's regular PPR. And, you know, that's the new standard. Standard is not the standard. Standard is now PPR. So PPR doing one QB league with three wide receivers to start, one flex, and no defense, no kickers, nothing like that. All right. Let's go ahead and fire this baby up. I'm picking at the two spot. It's a 12-team draft. I'm picking at two spot. Scott's picking at the seven spot. And fire her up. And to kick things off, Jamar Chase goes number one overall. Let's just go ahead and talk about that real quick. Are you are you feeling the Jamar Chase number one overall in Dynasty Startup? You kind of have to, right? <laughs> I mean, Chase yeah. had one of the best rookie wide receiver years of all time. And based on the fact that Chase is still on a rookie deal. He's going to be in Cincinnati for a long time. You know, they want to pair him with Burrow for at least a decade. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's obviously either going to go one or two based on most dynasty drafts. You can argue him or Taylor. I really don't mind either one. So yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. You? No, no. I, I really would have preferred that the first team take – Jamar, I mean, take Jonathan Taylor over Jamar Chase because I just prefer wide receivers yeah. in Dynasty, and I I don't want to take chances on running backs, no matter how good they may look right now. And it it would have made my decision at two a lot easier because I would have just taken Jamar Chase and not even considered anybody else. Now I'm really, really having trouble struggling trying to figure out if I want a Jonathan Taylor or if I want a Justin Jefferson on my team. And for short-term value, is probably Jonathan Taylor. He's probably going to have a really good season next season. But going forward, I just don't know how much I can commit high capital like that in a dynasty startup to the running back position. So I'm going Justin Jefferson at two. And just like that, quick off the boards, Christian McCaffrey goes three. Very interesting in how that played out. Probably Jonathan Taylor doesn't normally slide like that into anybody else's draft, but Chris McCaffrey, three. Cooper Cup, four. Jonathan Taylor, five. Najee Harris goes right before you at six, at seven. What are you doing? I'm annoyed because I wanted Taylor. I can't believe Taylor slid to five. But yeah, either way, no. him or Najee Harris would have been a very solid pickup for me. I want to go wide receiver first, but I'm in that kind of wide receiver purgatory spot where they're good, but I don't think they're good enough for me to pass up on an elite running back, especially a young one. I'm going to go with Javante. I think it's a very good spot, especially since he's going to take over the reins in Denver. They got something brewing there. He's going to be the main focal point in the running game. And we saw with Wilson and Carson together, Wilson's not afraid to throw a bunch of dump-off passes to the running back. So I do mm -hmm. think that you could see a lot of openings for him. But Williams, I thought, looked really good last year. The injuries have really not been a big factor at this point in his career. That's not a concern. Give me Javante. And this is about where he's going. He's, he typically has a seven first round, seven pick ADP in most mock drafts going on. So I like that pick. I think that I'm really for the Javante Williams hype train. And because he doesn't have a bunch of trade on tires after that first year, and he potentially could be still splitting the workload this year. So he's going to, once he gets the workload, he's going to be fresh and he's going to have a lot of a long ways to go. Let's talk about what happened after that. DeAndre Swift, CeeDee Lamb, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, and Josh Allen. Quarterback Josh Allen rounds out the, 
the first round, then comes back on the reverse. So Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Brees Hall, and back to you with the two six. It's such a difficult situation because I'm really torn if I want to go wide receiver or just go for the ultimate tight end maneuver for the next decade and change. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be different. I'm going to take Kyle Pitts. Okay. All right. I'm, nobody's mad at it. It's definitely not. Kyle Pitts is – His ADP is around be that guy. So, that's what I'm saying. His ADP in most dynasties is around 10, or like so last pick or one of the last picks of the first round. Mm-hmm. If I'm taking him with one of the middle picks in the second round, I'm fine with that for the 2-6 selection. Yeah, absolutely. All right. After that, Debo Samuel, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Nick Chubb, and I'm back on the clock with the 211. And I'm kind of in a little bit of a hole here because while I really do like Tyreek Hill, I don't know how much I trust Tua. And I don't know how much I think that this Dolphins offense is going to get going. You trust Tua so little that you have him in your actual dynasty league, you know? Yes, yes, I do. I trust that. I've been trying to figure and correct this mistake for so long, and it's just not working. So I don't know if I want to – you know, hedge two leagues on Tua Tagovailoa, but I'm I, I don't like going quarterback in these spots. I really don't. I, I have a chance to secure a really good tight end here, and I I like the opportunity of being able to stash another tight end late to kind of take the reins. So I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and go Travis Kelsey here. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey still has a couple of good years of a strong workload, and he's going to dominate. He's going to be the PPR receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'll take Kelsey here, and I'll take the two more years of Kelsey that I'm probably going to get of being an elite tight end. What's your pick again? All right, yep. So Patrick Mahomes went right after that. Tyreek Hill then goes, and it's back to me before a long wait that I have to wait coming back around. And I don't know if I I can pass on another wide receiver. I'm just totally fine punting running backs and dynasty startups. I'm really, really good at it. I don't know if I can pass another receiver. And what I like about Jalen Waddle is he doesn't have to – Tua can be bad and Waddle can still be good. I don't know if Tyreek Hill can still be good if Tua's bad, but I think Waddle can still be really, really good without – to being that, you know, productive because Waddle's going to get a lot of that kind of Debo Samuels handoff work, and he's going to get a lot of those run off to the catch and short dump off passes. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and take the chance on it. I'll take Jalen Waddle here with my third pick. Any thoughts on me taking Waddle there after just talking down to him? Uh, it makes sense. I think the one question you could have is if you trust – Waddle more than, let's just say, a Metcalf or a T. Higgins or any of these guys. I know that he's younger, so we'll see what happens there. But Waddle is very good his rookie year. A lot of receptions, which is good for PPR. I guess the one question is, are you concerned with relying once again on Tua to get him the rock? Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving forward, we have Saquon Barkley, Cam Akers, Justin Herbert, Mark Andrews off of the board, and it's back to you. Now I'm really annoyed because I was really hoping that Herbert would have fallen to me, but of course that did not happen. I can't take Metcalf because I don't know what the hell Seattle's doing. Higgins is very tricky because I don't know if I really want him since he's going to be the number two in an offense for the next decade and change. 
The one guy I'm kind of interested in is Terry McLaurin. And I know that McLaurin's in an interesting situation with Washington, but they just paid him a boatload of money. Mm -hmm. So he's, he definitely is going to be a focal point of the team moving forward. Yes. Wentz might be awful, but they could maybe rely on even garbage time in some spots. I think I need a receiver though. I'm at the point where I really do need a receiver unless I want to go for Aaron Jones, but I really don't. I think I'm going to reach and take McLaurin because I do like the fact that he, unlike some other receivers with, with uh, Metcalf, with Debo Samuel and some other guys, he at least has some form of security. So I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin. All right. I love it. Terry McLaurin off the board. I like your analysis with that pick. T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, Aaron Jones rounds out the third round going into the fourth DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Antonio Gibson, George Kittle, Lamar Jackson. So the quarterbacks are starting to go. We're back at you with the 4-6. So for the 4-6, I do think that it's a good spot for me to potentially take a quarterback here. I am looking at the receivers, Drake London. I don't want to have him and Pitts in this case. I like DJ Moore a lot as a player, but he's stuck in Carolina, and that's an automatic uh, red flag for me because that might be a disaster for several years. Instead, I'm going to go with another receiver, but I'm going to take a guy who I would have loved to have paired with a quarterback who was drafted right before I was able to pick. I'm going to take Keenan Allen. I'm a big Keenan Allen guy. I think that he's extremely reliable when it comes to fantasy, and it lets me get Herbert as the guy throwing him the rock for a couple of years minimum. I'm going to go with Keenan. You could argue Mike Evans. You can argue Pittman. You could argue London, but Keenan is just so consistent, especially in a PPR format. Give me Keenan yeah. Allen. Okay. I like it. Keenan Allen off the board. Letter for net. Drake London, Travis Etienne, Kyler Murray come off the board. Literally the three players that I was looking at between ETN, London, and Murray all went off the board in between your pick and mine. It's I wasn't sure how long Kyler was going to stay in Arizona, so I decided yeah. to just not stay, not pick him, but whatever. No, no, it's a, tough, it, it's a tough situation. Now I'm sitting here on the clock. Still don't have a running back. Got a couple options here that I like. I do like the Mike Evans and DJ Moore while he's in Carolina. He's, he was really, really good for fantasy. And, however, if I'm just sitting here and I'm looking at the wide receiver tiers here, it's still some guys that I like a little bit later that, you know, I really do like Olave going forward. I really do think that Judy can turn the corner. And so there's some guys that I kind of like further down this list that I think will definitely be here. I only have two picks in between mine and the next one. I'm going to get somebody that I think that is probably going to come off the board right around here and I'm gonna go with the young running back Kenneth Walker I I think that that Pete Carroll is committed to running the running the football they didn't draft him with the second round pick for no reason I think that he's gonna come in and he's gonna take a workload from Rashad Penny where he may not be the every down starter this year but I think for years to come he's gonna be somebody that steals the job from them so I'm taking Kenneth Walker here Darren Waller, Mike Evans go right after me. And like I said, I didn't, it was too many wide receivers that I liked that right here in this spot that I didn't think that too many of them were going to fall out of my hands. I think I'm doing, I think I'm leaning, I'm leaning here. Olave. I like more 
I think that the outlook for Olave with potentially a Michael Thomas on the block is too much. And I just know he's not going to come back around to me if I sit here and I play the ADP game. So I'm going Chris Olave here as my third wide receiver, building a very, very, very young roster in this draft. I may not be looking to go out there and win a championship this first year, but I really, really like my outcome for two, three years down the road. And that's how I like to do dynasty drafts. What do you think? Yeah, I think that definitely makes sense. I mean, it kind of depends if you're going to be looking at a dynasty league in a win now perspective or trying to be solid to start with and potentially blossom into a ridiculous team down the road. I try to go for the middle ground. I think it's just Mm -hmm. definitely a good way to go about it. Now, for this one, I am going to go with... I'm contemplating either a running back or a receiver here, but the running backs, do I want to take Connor... Real quick, just to say who came off the board. DJ Moore, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, and Jared Judy all came off the board for your, your next pick. So for this one, I'm going to go with one of the young receivers. It's a guy who's basically by himself right now. He, I know Robert Woods did go to Tennessee, but I do like the spot a lot for Burks. I think it's a good spot to take him, especially in the fifth round. It's either him or Pittman. I like Pittman, but I never know what – what Indiana is going, uh, what Indianapolis is going to do with the quarterback situation because they just rotate old quarterbacks. So I'm going to go with Burks because I do like the fact that he's young, and I do think that he can become a very solid big play receiver in the future. Give me Burks. I think, and that was really hard for me going Olave over Burks because I, you know, I talked to Chavon Burks early on, and it's only very recently that Olave has kind of snuck in and taken over that love that I had for Trayvon Burks, Traylon Burks away, but those are two strong rookies that I think are going to be really, really good in future years, and you're getting them in the fifth round where they're potentially, if we sat here and we said two, three years down the line that these are two of the top wide receivers in the NFL, I don't think you'd be surprised by that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be. Now, I'm a little bit torn on what to do with the next one because I'm really tempted to take Cook mm-hmm. for Buffalo, but I'm not sure how long until he actually takes over that starting job. I'm I not mean, going to take another thoughts on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, boy. I mean, I don't like <laughs> Edwards Hilaire at all. I'm not interested. I don't think he's a very good prospect. Well, so real quick. So Michael Pittman, James Conner, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, Dalton Schultz ends out the fifth round, sixth round, A.J. Dillon, Devontae Smith, Chris Godwin, Marquise, Hollywood Brown, and Amra St. Brown. And now you are picking, deciding between James Cook and who? Uh, It's either going to be between James Cook or Damian Harris. Um, I'm looking running back, but New England's always a committee, and Stevenson I thought looked really good at at portions last year. I'm going to go with Cook. I'm going to take a gamble here. Maybe Miles Sanders, but he can't stay healthy. So give me Cook. Hmm. All right. I like how your team is shaping out here. You have two. I'm trying to find the blend. Yeah, two young studs at at running back with Javante Williams and James Cook. All right. After that, Mike Williams is off the board. Mari Cooper, TJ Hawkinson, Jameson Williams, and I'm back on the clock. And am I? I have one running back in Ken Walker. Am I looking to go running back here? I am. I, I'm still not looking at quarterback. I still think that I'm liking to take my chances with just a couple of decent quarterbacks late. So I'm not looking quarterback here just yet. I have my tight end, so I'm not going that route anymore. I really do like this Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Damian Harris here at running back. 
I like Christian Watson here at wide receiver for for Green Bay as well. But how much longer am I am I gonna have of Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Three years. That's at least what the contract extension says. And how much longer of a, of a high level of Aaron Rodgers? And how does this thing even work with Watson? I think it works well with Watson, actually. I really do. It should. Yeah, I, mean, I think it should work well. He's the size receiver that they're looking for. But I'm still going to receiver track. And I really, really like Rashad Bateman. I think Rashad Bateman. I was high on Rashad Bateman at Minnesota. And he's the guy, he is the main target in that offense for, well, aside from Mark Andrews, but he's the main target wide receiver target for Lamar Jackson right now. I think that this is going to be an opportunity for him to blossom even more. I think the injury concerns aren't really our thing of the past. I think that I'm giving him a clean slate. If I have to pick between Watson and Bateman, I think I'm going to pick big, Pick Bateman just because, one, I know Lamar's going to be there as well. He may not have the deal yet, but he's going to sign the deal. Like, they're going to sign the deal. So, give me Rashad Bateman here in the sixth round. And just like I thought, Christian Watson goes the next pick. Elijah Moore and is back to me. And my two running backs that I were looking at are still back on the board with Elair and Damian Harris. I think I'm I, – I really do want to go Damian Harris. He feels like a safe pick. Hilaire yeah. feels like you're. I'm going, I'm hitting from the moon. But if Hilaire hits, it's going to be really, really good, especially with the Tyreek Hill going out of that offense and Kansas City trying to figure out where they're going with the ball. I just haven't seen anything from CEH throughout his career that suggests that, A, he can stay healthy, B, that he's just a consistent football player. I just haven't seen anything up to this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm plus the Chiefs declined his option, right? So he's probably gone after this contract. Possibly, possibly. Damian Harris just feels like a safe pick. I would like a safe running back pick. I'm not really here trying to hit for defenses at running back. That's what I'm doing with wide receiver and my team. I just think I have a bunch of wide receivers that can be really, really good for years to come, and I just want something safe. So I'm gonna go with Damian Harris here at the running back spot in the seventh round. Right off the board, Sky Moore, Dak Prescott, Miles Sanders, CEH goes right before you. Great. Glad they took him off your hands. You didn't have to make that decision. 7-7, what are you doing? Well, this is a spot where I kind of wish Elijah Moore was still on the board. But, of course, I had no chance of actually getting him because he was gone well before my next pick. I am looking potentially at the – Future starting running back of the Dallas Cowboys. I am tempted to look at Tony Pollard in this spot because I do think Pollard is a very solid player. Cream Hunt's interesting, but with the whole turmoil going on with the quarterback situation for Cleveland, I don't know if I really want to take anybody from that team right now. So I think I'm going to be staying away there. Oh, it's really tough. Uh Elliot's contract expires in 2027, though. I mean, this is just so bad. Um, I think I'm just going to go to the wide receiver position. And Actually, you know what? I haven't taken a quarterback yet. I think it's a good spot to consider taking one. I'm going to go with the guy who uh, just got a little bit of jewelry this past year. And I know that Jalen Hurts is still on the board. I don't trust him long-term. Watson, easy pass. Wilson is interesting. I'm going to wait to see how he does in Denver, but the finger issue concerned me last year. I'm going to take Matt Stafford because he's always been a very solid stats guy 
He has great weapons around him. The infrastructure is very good. Give me Stafford. I thought about Rodgers, but I don't know how much longevity I'm getting there. Stafford's going to be in L.A. for a long time, so give me Stafford. Okay. Did you think that – is that a little bit of a reach in the seventh round for Matt Stafford, or you feel you feel pretty confident in that? I think it is a bit of a reach. I will concede that point, but the way that I'm looking at it, I am looking for quarterbacks that can, A, put up big numbers when needed, and B, show some level of consistency with regard to health. Mm. And Stafford might get hurt, but he's one of the tougher players in the league. He's been known to be a bit of a gamer, so to speak. I just love the situation that he's in. And I think that people talk about how good the player is instead of also trying to combine it with the situation. And is there really a better situation right now than what Stafford has? No, not really. So that's why I decided to go with him. All right. Right after you take Matthew Stafford, Cortland Sutton, DeAndre Hopkins, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Hurts, Juju Smith-Schuster round out seventh round. Eighth round, we have Kareem Hunt, Pat Fryermuth. Deshaun Watson goes 8-3. Interesting move there. Tony Pollard, Michael Thomas, you're back on the clock. What are you doing? I'm going to go back to wide receiver here because I don't see any running backs that I really like. It's either going to be between Renfro and Ayuk. And Ayuk's interesting because he looked really good his rookie year. Then he looked okay at the end of the year, but I don't know what he was doing for about 75% of the season. I've always been a big Renfro guy. The issue is the touchdowns might not be there. And I know that Devontae Adams is showing up, which might kill some of his target share. But I just really love Renfro as a player. And I'm going to go with him because I think that he's extremely reliable. So give me Renfro. All right. Hunter Renfro off the board. Russell Wilson goes after him. What do you think about that, by the way? Would would you have taken Renfro or would you have taken uh, Ayuk in that spot? I think I like Brandon Ayuk just because of the fact of the unknown. The yeah, unknown the upside's there. I get yeah, it. Yeah, the upside of, you know, George Kittle injury concerns and he possibly, you know, how many more years are you going to get with him at a high level? And Debo Samuels talk, still has that trade request out there. So yeah. you know, how much longer is he with the team? Ayuk could be the number one receiver very, very quickly. So I think I might have went Brandon Ayuk in that spot. Unfortunately, he goes one pick before me. Russell Wilson's off the board, Dawson Knox, Brandon Cooks, and then Brandon Ayuk falls right off the board. Stealing, sniping him from me is team three. Now I'm here on the clock. I was looking at quarterback, and I wanted, I really, really did want one more time for Russell Wilson to kind of sneak through and make it his way down to me. Didn't get it. Sitting here. I really don't like uh, Pierce coming out of Houston. He just kind of went a little bit later in the draft for me. I don't know if I trust anything. Houston's name on it in the running back position. Yeah, I'm just not interested in this tier of running backs. And this tier of running backs we have to talk about, where you're, you're talking about Damon Pierce, you're talking about Cordell Patterson, Michael Carter, Chase Edmonds, Devin Singletary, uh, and Isaiah Spiller. It's just not a good tier running back right now, and I'm perfectly fine just waiting and going down for some of the guys that are lower on this list that I could be in. Like, I'm interested in an Alexander Madison who was a backup more than those guys, honestly. And so, yeah, I'm I'm good punting on running back right now, and I'm going to pick up Gabe Davis because I think Gabriel Davis is a, one of the underrated players right now and but we're both so, presidents of the fan club, so. Yeah, we're both, like, all in on the Gabriel Davis fan club. I'm taking one of the best offices, and I think that he's still going to have a pretty pivotal role to play in this. 
And it's just too much good wide receiver talent. It's too much good wide receiver talent to me get pigeonholed to running back right here. So I'm I'm really good. I like stocking up on these wide receivers and being able to have my pick and just kind of not really punting on the running back position, but taking the upside. If somebody does get hurt, I have people that are going to be really good if they're if the person in front of them gets hurt, have good handcuffs. So ends out Allen Robinson ends that round. Damian Pierce goes right before. And here's a spot where I think that I could potentially consider Cordell Patterson, but I'm still just it's just not there. I think I'd rather let these running backs filter out a little bit more. So it's about time. I think I'm gonna go ahead and get my first quarterback and this is, again, I'm building a team that I'm looking for the future. I'm looking forward towards the future and seeing what's going to happen. And two, three years down the line, I'm not really pressed to go out here and be an automatic contributor right now. But if everybody pops this season, then I'm going to have one of the best teams, not only this season, but years to come. So I'm going to take Trey Lance here in the ninth round. I think that is late enough and that he has the ability, if we talk about he was still the third overall pick, he has the ability, and especially with basically having a redshirt year that first year, to kind of learn the offense, and they're handing him the reins this year. And if he's really good, then this pick is going to look really, really great. He was kind of up and down that last season, but I saw enough from him that I think that he could still, in another year, that Kyle Shanahan offense provide enough, especially with his legs. So, yeah, give me Trey Lance here at the 9-0-2. How do you feel about that? I think the one question I'd have for you, if there's a reason why you prefer to Lance over Trevor Lawrence. I think that Trevor Lawrence was the other name that I was looking at. And I think that I still – I didn't want to play the game with Lance because I think that the ADP game with Lance is a lot higher than Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence has a bad taste in my mouth. And if I can sit here and wait for Trevor Lawrence to come back to me and potentially get him with my 10 or 11 pick, then I feel really good about that having Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence to pick from rather than just getting Lawrence and then missing out on Lance. Yeah, makes sense. But for me, I'm going to do something a little bit bold here. Unfortunately, mock drafts don't actually have a league to them because I would definitely try to trade this pick in the future. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers because I do think if I have Rodgers and Stafford, I could easily ship one for a team that's going for the all-in move to win a title. So I will take Rodgers because he has three years on his new contract extension but that means that I could easily package him at some point, either in year one or year two for future considerations. So give me Rogers with the intent of trading one of the quarterbacks at some point in the next year. And here goes Scott with the fuck them picks method and yep. saying that we will get him out of here. And somebody is going to have the fuck them picks method. All right. You know, somebody pick- would make a move though for Stafford or for Rogers, if they really need to make that yeah, and- last push. To yep, get them over especially the top. at the quarterback position. I'm, I'm with you. So, after my Trey Lance pick, it went Dallas Goddard, Chase Edmonds, Cordell Patterson, George Pickens. You went Rodgers, then Thielen, Gusecki, Claypool, Singletary, Michael Carter round out the ninth round, tenth round, Tom Brady, Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk, James Robinson, Isaiah Spiller. You're back on the clock at the 10.06, sir. What are you doing? So, for this one, I know I already have one person on the commander's roster but Dotson's still available in the 10th round. I think Dotson has a lot of potential in the NFL, and I like the fact that I'm trying to blend my wide receivers with talented veterans or at least experienced players with the youth. And if you can look at Burks and Dotson, potentially blossoming them together on a team, I kind of like the combination. So I'm going to go with Dotson. All right. 
Shahan Dotson is off the board. Kadarius Tony, Zach Ertz, Sermonje Stevenson, Tyler Algier. And then I'm back on the clock. And look at that. Trevor Lawrence is still on the board. And now I'm kind of sitting here playing the, all right, the guy next to me has, you know, Patrick Mahomes. So you would think that he's not interested in going quarterback anytime now. So can I, can I sit here and wait for Trevor Lawrence to go back around this turn, these two picks, and come to me at 11? I don't, I don't think he can personally. But. but he only has one running back, and that's Damian Pierce. And the other person that is eyeing my board is Rashad Penny is down here. I have Kenneth Walker. If I lock up that backfield, I feel pretty straight that I have my two starting running backs in any given week where it's probably going to be Damian Harris and some form of Rashad Penny or Kenneth Walker. Do I go there or do I go all in on the rookie Rashad White in Tampa Bay? Um, it's a tough I call. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. It definitely is. I, I like my chances getting Lawrence back to me with him having – having Pat Mahomes and then he only has Pierce. I think he's going to go probably double running back here. So I'll go ahead and I'll take Rashad Penny in the 10th round and just hopefully he comes back to me and he doesn't, you played again. I didn't, I didn't think he would. That's what I was yeah, saying. I didn't think, yeah, he would. I didn't think he would either. And I didn't think, you know, he, he did exactly what we said he was going to do. Rashad white goes right after me and then he goes and he takes Trevor Lawrence. So he splits the picks instead of going double running back. He goes one running back, one quarterback, I think there's a for the record. I think that there's a slam dunk pick for you here. I'm just not sure if you're going to end up doing it. A slam dunk pick for me. I'll let you guess who it is, but I have a guy in my head. Okay, well, I am still filling out other pieces of this roster, and Michael Gallup is interesting here. But let's see, John. So. I'm getting to the point where I don't want to miss out on my heir to Travis Kelsey. And so while there are, I still need another quarterback. I think I could definitely use more depth at the running back position, just more people that I can plug and play. I don't know if this is what you're referring to or not, but Trey McBride is down here, and I don't know if the ADP game is getting back to me because I know people are going to be really high on McBride. And I could potentially have that easy transition of power from Travis Kelsey to Trey McBride. So I'm going Trey McBride here at the 11th pick. Was that what anywhere where you were talking about? Uh, no, I was thinking of Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr is actually a really good pick. Derek Carr is a really good pick. I just I, I thought it was perfect for you because you had Lance, who was already going to be your future guy, at least the hopes that you had. You're going to be getting Carr, who has Devontae Adams coming in. He's your yeah. day one starter. I thought Carr was definitely going to be the option there, but you're planning for the future. So and and you know I'm not really big on you know taking a lot of quarterbacks in this. And I was looking at Jameis Winston as that guy that was going to be kind of a all right, if I just need somebody to get me steady points each week, I think that it can be a Jameis Winston. I'm high on Jameis Winston more than others. And that's probably why that kind of tilted me off a of car. I can get Jameis a lot lower in a draft. And I think that he and Carr can be very comparable to each other. Yeah, so for this one, I need running backs at this point. Yes, yeah, Alexander Madison went, get Michael Gallup went, Derek Carr and Justin Fields went ahead of few running backs. Yeah, there's one running back I'm really looking at. Melvin Gordon would make sense for me because I have Williams. So if I want to play the injury uh, handcuff idea, I could end up taking Gordon here. 
But I'm going to go with some upside. I know that I just talked about Derek Carr. I'm going to focus on his teammate. We know that the uh, option was declined for running back Josh Jacobs. Yep. I'm going to take a shot here with White. I think it's a very good spot here for him to potentially take over the starting uh, job next year. Give me White. That's a great pick. I really like your running backs. You only have three, but that trio. I've been selective. That's the point. And Zamir White, I think that's really good, especially when we expect White to take over the backfield in the next year or so. All right. After that, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, John Mechie, Robert Woods, Ronald Jones close out the 11th round, 12th round, Cole Komet, Alan Lazard, Hunter Henry, David Bell goes, man, that's somebody I really like. And then Tua goes right after Bell. You're back on the clock. So the number one running back that's available is Henderson. But with Akers being back, and I don't really know if I want to be a part of that. So I'm kind of tempted to stay away from him. Chuba's interesting if I think that McCaffrey gets injured again, which is definitely a possibility because he gets injured all the time. I think I am tempted by Chuba, but how movable do you think that McCaffrey contract actually is? I think that's somebody that feels like that they are – a piece away and as a contender a piece away would would go ahead and eat that contract to get bring in a Christian McCaffrey and you know make that offense incredibly even more dynamic yeah I think I am gonna go with Chuba here once again my running backs I decided to play for the future I basically punted running backs hell I could trade Aaron Rodgers for a running back midway through the season so I'm kind of planning on some other ways of finding quality running backs but I do think that McCaffrey's injury history is an extreme concern. So I'm going to take Chuba. Okay. All right, Chuba Hubbard. Alec Pierce goes, Calvin Ridley is off the board in the 12th round. Irv Smith, Tyler Boyd, and I am back on the clock here. I I like my receiver position. I feel really good about my receivers that I don't have to go out here and Rondo Moore staring me in the face, so that's that's making this even more more of a tough decision. But I do know the state of the running back position for the person drafting after me, and one of the running backs that I said that I want to go in to dynasty startups and get a piece of because I think that he can really have a role, and if he breaks out, he's going to be great. And that's Tyrion Davis Price with the 49ers. Because he's effectively slotted in as, what, the second or third running back in that roster, and we've seen that running back already have immediate production in the Kyle Shanahan system, whereas who's in front of him, Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson Jr., not really too too concerned about those names. And if Davis Price breaks out like we think he can, and I think he can, he can be very, very good asset, even if it's just on a flex appeal radar. So give me – Tyrion Davis Price here, rookie San Francisco 49ers in the 12th round. And just as I thought, Daryl Henderson goes. And then uh, I, I, have, I have to learn how to pronounce this man's name. Oh my gosh. But Albert Oquam. Oh my God. I'm not even going to try to do it. I feel so bad for him. Now I have to go learn how to say his name. People just call him Alberto in the streets. So you're Alberto. I heard it's Alberto in the streets, but I really want to pronounce his name. So now I have to go make sure that I know how to pronounce his name because I've heard different. I've heard different people say different things. I need to. A matter of fact, I'm gonna just hit him up. I'm gonna hit him up and ask him how to pronounce his name from the source's mouth. That way, I do not get it wrong. However, moving on, 
like I said, I like Rondo more. I was hoping that he got back to me because the player behind me was really, really stacked on wide receiver. And he went really wide receiver heavy early. And now I get Rondo more. And so now it's just more of is Kyler Murray sticking around? I think that this is a pissing match between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury at this point. And I think Cliff Kingsbury goes before Kyler Murray. So I'm going to take Rondo more because I think Rondo Moore is going to have a really big impact on that team, even with Hollywood Brown there. I think once DeAndre Hopkins comes back, it's probably the Hopkins and Moore show more than the Hopkins and Brown show. So give me Rondo Moore here. Yeah, I, I that would have been the pick that I would have made in your spot. I just think more, especially with Kirk being gone. I know they ended up, of course, acquiring Hollywood Brown, but I do like Moore's potential there with that offense. All right. And then after that, James Hobart goes in Dallas. Matt Jones, Brian Robinson, Khalil Herbert, and you are back on the clock, sir. So even though, of course, I do not root for uh, the Giants, I do like Robinson in the spot because I still believe at some point he's going to be given control. Yes. You can argue I'm listening. That, the, that the Giants are going to end up trading, of mm-hmm. course, the person who currently has that starting slot position. But I'm going to take Robinson because I think that he's got a shot with the new regime. Of course, you ended up picking up Dable as your coach, so you're hoping the Giants start to air it out a bit more. He'd be my sixth receiver, but he's young. I've been stacking up on rookie running backs. I'm, I'm in rookie wide receivers. I'm going to add another one to the list. Uh, give me Wondell. All right. I love it. Love to see it. You know I like to hear the Giants talking. I just think it's a good spot. It's a very, very good spot for Rondell, for Wondell Robinson. So, no talk about Kenny Galladay from you. You like Wondell's outlook more than Kenny Galladay's, or is it the injury concerns for you? For me, Galladay can't stay healthy, and so far, he's really shown me nothing in the last two years. I'd rather invest in a younger guy who could grow with the new regime than an older guy trying to prove he's not washed. I just don't trust the durability. All right. And then after Wondell goes Naeem Hines, Kenny Galladay, as as we just talked about. Kenny Pickett. So back-to-back Kenny's going in the 13th round. Kenny Galladay, Kenny Pickett, DJ Chart, Jacoby Myers rounds out the 13th round. The 14th round, we have Russell Gage. David Njoku, who is primed for – looks like a pretty big workload up there in Cleveland. Just don't what know. better? They paid him a boatload of money. Yeah, Keontae Ingram over in Arizona. Marlon, Matt, Kenneth Gainwell, and you're back on the clock. So, if we're going to be focusing on some of the younger guys, we're at this portion in the draft where I'm trying to stash some young guys with potential to be starters in the future. Derrick Henry is very good, but I wonder about the injuries moving forward. So I'm going to look at his backup, who might be able to become something good over the next couple of years. I'm going to go with Haskins. I think that he's a pretty solid backup running back right now with Tennessee. He'd be my fifth running back. So for me, I'm going to go with Haskins. All right. Saad Haskins off the board. Jelani Woods right after him. Jarvis Landry, Nicole Hartman, Tyler Higby, and I'm back on the clock. I still only have one quarterback here. But like I said, Jameis Winston's still hanging down there, and I know the guy behind me has two quarterbacks. Not really concerned about him poaching Jameis from me, but looking here at the spot. There is one player that I think you should definitely take at some point with these two picks. There's one player that you think I should take. Do I actually do it? First time was Derek Carr, and you did not. First one was Derek Carr, and I didn't do it. So I'm I'm actually picking between two people here, and 
thinking that I'm going quarterback with my second pick, it's between Gus Edwards and Marquez Valdez Scantling here. And I think I'm going I, I could use some more help in the running back position, but I think I'm going Scantling here. It's just the unknown. The unknown of a Patrick Mahomes-led offense and what they're going to be able to do, I think that will help also bolster a wide receiver group where I know I'm starting three wide receivers and I'm basically going to be picking between one of these guys for my flex position already. So I think I'm going Marquez about his scantling here. I made the pick. And J.D. McKissick and Trey Sermon come off the board as expected for a guy that doesn't have that many running backs on his roster. Comes back around and I – hmm, do I want to wait another round on Winston? I think I could still wait another round on Winston. I'm going to play the ADP game because ADP, ADP tells me that I'm still going to get Jameis Winston in the 16th round. And everybody's focused on – has already taken a lot of their mind off of quarterbacks going on. So I'm going to come back around and I'm going to get Gus Edwards in the – in the 15th round, playing the ADP game. And because, again, what I talked about, these are two guys that have upside of being very, very strong with injuries, but I can also play them in a flex kind of way. And Gus Edwards still produces, still produces in that offense. Did I do anything that you thought I was going to do? Uh, Valda Scantling was the player that I was thinking of. I wasn't okay. sure if you were going to take Kirk Cousins or not. So that was the other option you had. But Valda Scantling was the player that I was thinking of. Okay. All right, well, see, we're on the same page here. Zach Wilson, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr. off the end of the 15th round. Chris Carson, and you're back on the clock. So I can go in a variety of directions here. Could go with a running back, uh, could go with a wide receiver, could go with a tight end. I really could go whichever way. I've got a lot of options here. But there's one player that we talked about during our draft recap there we thought could have some value in Buffalo in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. A guy that I watched a lot at Boise State, a guy that I think is very talented. I'm going to take Shakir as my final wide receiver on the roster. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like that. Khalil Shakir, and he, he can break out. He has the opportunity, and with that offense that they're sporting in Buffalo, is ample amount of room because I don't think that Jameson Crowder – is scaring anybody. Yep. And he's very liable to have his spot taken or at least a significant downturn in minutes. And Shakir is on the way up and up. He's the young guy in that locker room. And so in a dynasty league, you're prepping for the future and he could very well be the future in Buffalo. All right. Bobby Tunyon goes, Kirk Cousins, Jamal Williams, Malik Willis, LaVisca Chenault, Kyron Williams, Pierre Strong. Rob Gronkowski goes off the board. Any thoughts of Rob Gronkowski coming back? Well, he's unemployed. So if you draft him, you should probably not do that. (laughs) I mean, I I wouldn't draft him in a dynasty because it's tough to focus on the future when he's not even playing now. So I would not take him because what's the ceiling? One more title run? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's a waste of space. I don't think you should draft him in the Dynasty League, do you? Nah, I'm not interested in Gronk at all. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Raheem Mostert off the board. You're back with the 16th – with in the 16th round, sixth pick. So, at this one, I do think that there is some value going with either my final quarterback. I could take Winston to screw you, but there's really no reason to because I got Stafford and Rodgers already. I don't think this player is going to be very good long-term, 
But I do think for the spot that I'm getting him and really just the lack of overall competition that he has at the quarterback position right now, I think it's a very good spot to either take Ritter or Mills. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I don't know which quarterback's more likely to actually get a starting spot at some point. I'm going to go with Ritter because I think he can give me rushing yards for upside, but he's competing with Mariota right now. So maybe Ritter can have a pathway to start in the future. They might draft Mm -hmm. a quarterback next year, but give me Ritter as my final quarterback. All right. Desmond Ritter, Miles Gaskin, Tyler Batty, Isaiah Pacho. Do you have any thoughts on Ritter? Because I I watch him at Cincinnati. I think he's okay. I don't think he's going to actually turn into anything at the pro level. But with Atlanta's current situation, I think that there's a chance that he could do well enough in training camp and maybe at the end of this upcoming year where they decide not to take a C.J. Stroud or somebody. So maybe he might start moving forward. I I like the Ritter pick for more of a long term, and I think you have, yeah. a, you have two guys that are going to be doing it for the next couple of years. And ultimately, you if Ritter doesn't look like he's going to pan out after this year, then you can pivot to one of the good quarterbacks mm-hmm. that's coming out in the rookie draft. And you can you know start playing for the future there. I don't think Ritter's a bad pick. I think you're basically – just go ahead. It's a wait and see. Maybe yeah. he's somebody that you're interested more in long term. Maybe he's not. But for me, coming back around, I'm going – I weighed on him. I played the AP, ADP game and through some help with Scott, he made it. So, I'm going Jameis Winston here with my 16th pick. So, Michelle, Tyquan Thornton comes off the board. Back around to me. And uh, let's see here. What do I want to do with this pick? At this point, any running backs that I take are just extra guys on the roster. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> At this point, not really interested in anything. But somebody that could actually have some serious that, – that's still sitting here on the board and that could really be really good is Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker could be really good. But I don't trust that New England offense. I don't know what I'm getting out of them. Romeo Dobbs is a good rookie pick that I like up there in Green Bay as well. Just, you know, as they try to figure out what's going on with them tight end wise. I mean, not tight end wise, but receiver wise. However, I'm going to go Tim Patrick here. I'm going Tim Patrick because Tim Patrick's a big body playing in the Russell Wilson offense. And if I get the injury bug and wide receiver or anything like that, I like Tim Packett. Tim Patrick has a very capable backup that can also play a little bit of flex in a given week, especially if things doesn't work out with Jared Judy or if, you know, you have some injury problems with Cortland Sutton. So I'll take Tim Patrick in this spot. I think that's a pretty solid pick. Yeah, especially if Wilson can result in him tapping into some untapped potential. Yeah, very much so. Romeo Dobbs, Devontae Parker, KJ Osborne, Curtis Samuel, and it's up to you, sir. So I have seven wide receivers taken already. But that might not be enough. You know, we got a couple for flex spots available. I'm really tempted by the upside of Justin Ross in the spot with Kansas City. We know that he was a very solid receiver at Clemson, probably would have been a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Then he had the injury, and he ended up sliding, being undrafted. He's in Kansas City. He might be really, really good. And in the 17th round, if you want to go solely based on upside – 
I'll take the guy with Mahomes as quarterback. Give me Justin Ross. All right. Justin Ross. I like that pick, by the way. I was debating Justin Ross as well. And so Justin Ross comes off the board. Evan Ingram, Greg DeLuch, uh, Jared Everett, Jameson Crowder. There he goes, Jameson Crowder. Terrence Marshall, another guy that I'm kind of interested in. I just wish the quarterback situation was better in Carolina. Joshua Palmer, Matt Ryan, Nico Collins, Corey Davis, Hayden Hurst, and you're back on the clock. So for this one, I already have one tight end that I ended up taking in one of the first two rounds of the draft. I ended up taking Kyle Pitts. There is a very young tight end that I do love that I think is very undervalued. I'm going to take him here. It's going to be Brevin Jordan. Yes. Big fan. Huge fan of Brevin Jordan, who's had some pretty pretty top tight end weeks in his short career already. He's good. And so I think that that's a very, very great pick here. And especially with that connection that he has with Davis Mills and the fact that they don't have much going for them in Houston, he's one of the bright spots. And Davis Mills goes right after him. So you're on a roll there. So Davis Mills, Luisus Jones, KJ Hamler, Calvin Austin. That was somebody I was hoping came back to me. And we just talked about the QB situation in Carolina. I'm – going to just sit there and I'm just going to say that Sam Darnold sucks and Sam Darnold's not going to get it done. And Matt Corral potentially could be that guy. And if Matt Corral is that guy and they hand him the keys early in Carolina, like I think that they probably will, especially after firing Matt Rule, which will probably happen very early on in the year. Matt Corral was a very, very good player at Ole Miss. I really liked what he was able to do with the football, not only in the air, but he was able to extend with his legs. And I think that that's something that can translate over to fantasy if he gets the opportunity plus the Carolina team is really not that bad like they're really not that bad it's just the fact that Sam Darnold really really bad on paper defensively they're good the point is offensively it doesn't seem like they have much cohesion at all so why not if Matt Corral you know makes that gel they don't look a lot better and he's able to make not only himself but others fantasy relevant so yeah give me Matt Corral here I'll take Matt Corral as at the quarterback position Snoop Connor goes and then Logan Thomas, I'm back on the clock. And I'm sitting here. Ultimately, I'm just kind of playing, you know, more into my running back card of if somebody that is down here pops, they have to have the ample opportunity. And Damian Williams is going to have the opportunity. Not Damian Williams, but Daryl Williams is going to have the opportunity in Arizona especially if there's an injury to James Conner. We've seen what he's been able to do as partially the guy with Kansas City. I think that this is still an opportunity for him. And I don't trust James Conner. So I think that if I can get somebody for a couple weeks, that might be good if there's an injury to James Conner. I really do like Daryl Williams' chances. I'll take Daryl Williams here. Yeah, for the record, uh, I was looking into – uh, taking Daryl Williams. I thought that that was definitely a good spot for him to go. So that would have been my pick. You took him. So respect to you there. 19th round, Brian Edwards, Julio Jones, another guy not on the team, Julio Jones. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill coming off the board in the 19th round. Did I, did I look too much into the future taking Corral? Should I look Tannehill's way at all? Or is Tannehill on his way out as well? I think you can argue that Tano would have made sense for you because he is a guy that you can plug and play now. Mm-hmm. I don't think Corral's ever going to be a starter in the NFL. 
<laughs> so I, I, I watch him at Ole Miss. You know, he was entertaining. He was fun. He got injured right before in his final college game. So I didn't think he was good enough as a passer to be in the NFL. So I probably would have considered it. But there's a lot of veteran quarterbacks you could take at the back end. So you're not totally screwed there. Uh, now this one's going to be very early in terms of ADP standards. But I do need another running back. And I am looking at the contract situation for, of course, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Hunt's a free agent after 2023. So I'm going to go with the guy that's been very good in spot starts. I'm going to take the Ernest. Okay. I like that. The Ernest Johnson. And if there's ever an issue with running back health or anything, the Ernest Johnson is one of the poster children for yeah. – hey, this is a guy that late in draft, he is going to help you. It may not be over the course of the full season, but he is somebody that can come in and be really, really good as he did last season in spot starts. After Dearness, Daniel Jones goes all rise. Devin Duvernay, Kenyon Drake, Daniel Bellinger, all rise. Robbie Anderson, A.J. Gray, Sammy Rockins, Carson Wentz is off the board. Mark Ingram, Amari Rogers, and we're back to you. So I'm a little bit torn on what to do in this one because at this point we're, we're drafting bench warmers that we hope can pop at some point. Yep. So for this one, I'm contemplating if I want to go running back. My quarterback's already set. Tight end, I could take Uzama, but eh, I don't really need to at this point. I'm going to go with a guy who actually showed flashes last year with Winston in especially – uh, in preseason. It didn't really work out in the regular season, but he's a guy that has a lot of upside and a guy that I think actually could be pretty good. It's extremely early, but we're looking for people that can pop. I really like Callaway. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good player. So I'm going to go with him as my wide receiver nine. All right. Marcus we're just drafting Callaway. preferences at this point. I mean, it's really just yeah. a matter of who you think can pop at some point. Injury, injuries, whether they get a trade, yeah, anything I've, like that. I've seen chemistry between Winston and between Callaway, so that's good enough for me to reach as my wide receiver nine. All right. Kendrick Bourne, Will Fuller, Danny Gray, Paris Campbell. That was the name that I was looking at. Damn it. He's never All healthy, right. but... Yeah, but he, he, he could walk into, especially in a Matt Ryan offense, he could walk yeah. into something nice. All right. Moving on, I'm on the clock. I'm sitting here. Zoma does look very appeasing. I'm really good off of Matthew Breida. I'm interested in Matthew Breida. Let's see. Is there anybody coming around? I think that just to go ahead and finish out that tight end, position for me if I have CJ Ozoma there as well and I do think that while it may not translate over to wins that the Jets offense is a little bit more fluid this year so yeah I'll take a stab at CJ Ozoma right here in the 20th round Abraham Smith and Ty Chandler both go off the board another two pairs of running backs for team one there as he fills out his running back position and I'm back on the clock and so now I'm looking – I have a long layoff, a very long layoff until I get another pick. And so Kevin Harris coming out of South Carolina in that New England is somebody that I'm interested in, but he kind of went a little bit later in the draft, and I'm just interested in drafting right now. <sighs> Let's see. Is there anybody else that I'm – 
that I'm interested in here. At the end of the day, any, most any of these picks might not Taysom matter, Hill, but any, you know. any sell for having Taysom Hill on the roster. What if Taysom Hill takes over as that, that starting tight end? I mean, that starting up. Well, tight tight end, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, 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 it is possible. But uh, it takes over as a starting quarterback. Now I have another quarterback on my roster when they change his position back. So that's also a possibility. But ultimately here, I think I'm going to go with somebody that I think could be very, very good, especially at, as the backup to Joe Mixon. And I'm going with Chris Evans here from Cincinnati. I, we've seen him flash in different parts. Portions over the tenure in Cincinnati, I think that he's still somebody that can compete for the job. And especially if there's anything that happens to Joe Mixon, I think he's going to be right there in contention to have a starting job and his workload increases. So I'll take a a slight handcuff in Chris Evans. So I'm going to go with a handcuff in mine. I already ended up taking Cook out of Buffalo. I know that Singletary is still there, but I kind of am at the point where I have enough future contributors. I just don't really have enough in the now. And Singletary is still going to be the starter, but I think it's a good it's a good time for me to take Zach Moss mm-hmm. and hope that the Bills eventually move on from Singletary because now I got two shots at a future starting running back. I'm going to take Zach Moss here in the 21st round. All right, Zach Moss. So that's Matthew Breida, Marvin Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn, Kyle Phillips, Zach Moss, Jerome Ford, Kevin Harris, Jeremy Rucker, Benny Snell. Jake Ferguson, Jordan Love off the board in the 22nd round to kick us off. Taysom Hill, Cameron Brake, Jared Goff, Kate Otten, and we're back to you. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, at this point, we're kind of just picking whatever and hoping it sticks. Well, he's on a terrible team, but I've seen him play, and he has a lot of talent. So I'm going to go with uh, Byron Pringle. Because I like them at Kansas City, and you're looking at Chicago, you're looking at that receiver room, it's pretty ugly. So there's a chance maybe Pringles around while some of the other guys are not. Once again, we're, we're picking random pieces and hoping it sticks. I could go Randall Cobb, but why would I do that? I'm going to go with Pringle. Okay. Byron Pringle, I like his Samaj P. Ryan right after him, the other running back up there in Cincinnati. At this point, I'm just drafting players that I actually like because I think that yeah. there's potential there. Yeah, and, and that's ultimately what fantasy is. Like, draft the guys that you like, that you have potential in. And some, a lot of times we went over the course of an NFL season, it's so gruesome that when you get to the end of the season, you're like, wow, I have his backup on my roster? That's great. Yeah, start that guy. And next thing you know, they're getting you 12, 10, 12 fantasy points over any given week. So, Randall Cobb, Cedric Wilson, Baker Mayfield off the board is back over to me. And this guy, the fact that he's on the board in the 22nd round is actually kind of wild, seeing how he's a starting wide receiver during this point in time. I'm taking New York Giants, Sterling Shepard, of course. Why would I not take Sterling Shepard? He's been the model consistency for the Giants over the past couple of years. He's never going to be that big, all crazy wide receiver, but he's going to give you a consistent workload. And if I'm getting him in the 22nd round, I'll take it. Absolutely. You know, Benjamin and Nick Westbrook go right after that. And I'm back on the clock here. And I got to go get my guy. We talked about getting people you like, getting people that you think highly of. I really like Isaiah Likely. I think Isaiah Likely is primed to take over and be one of those next great Baltimore tight ends whenever the time and they're ready to move on from 
Mark Andrews. Plus, they like that two tight end system, and I think he plays very, very well as a second tight end. Isaiah likely could be something huge in the NFL one day. I really, really like this player, so I'm taking him here in the 23rd round. Isaiah likely tight end in Baltimore. For the record, I was going to take him with my pick if you did not. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page here. Sniped him from you. Candy Brooks, Adam Trotman, James White coming off the board. Jalen Watermere. And it is up to you in the 23rd round. What are you doing? So, as of right now, I already have two tight ends that are good now and potentially for the future. But I am looking at potentially filling up the final tight end spot that I have. And I'm looking at the... Indianapolis Colts, and I'm trying to figure out what tight ends they have. They don't have much, and in case you do not know, Jack Doyle retired. So I'm going to go with Mo Cox, who has had some moments as being a red zone threat. Uh, I know that Matt Ryan's not afraid of throwing some jump balls, if that's what he wants to call them, in the red zone. Give me Mo Cox because he should be starting throughout pretty much the entirety of this season and potentially longer. So I'm going to go with Mo Cox, and the spot is my final tight end. All right, Mo Cox. I like that big basketball player. VCU product, shout out to the Rams. Braxton Berrios, uh, Omade Zachuas, Tommy Tremble. like Tommy Tremble as an interesting tight end prospect going forward. Jeff Wilson, Anthony Schwartz, round out the 23rd round. Ebner, Damian Williams, Zay Jones, James Washington, Bo Melton all coming off the board before you in the 24th round. What are you doing? So at this point, I basically have every position filled. Uh, so I'm, I can kind of just pick on some guys who I think could at least stay with the current team for a while and maybe show some promise or guys who can blossom at some point. I'm going to go with a guy from Philly who is a speedster. He doesn't get the ball that much, but I like him. It's going to be Quez Watkins. Okay. I like him too. Yeah, definitely. And he has that rapport with Justin – with oh, – I love Justin. With, with Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. He has that rapport with Jalen Hurts. With, I'm not taking Rieger, I'll tell you that much. So yeah. I don't know if anybody's touching Jalen Rieger ever again. John Smith, Boston Scott, Marcus Mariota, Jalen Guyton come off the board. Guyton was somebody that I was looking for sniping from me. Dang it. All right. I'm back on the clock. And I'm looking at Duami Brown here. I'm looking at kind of a couple of wide receivers from last year's draft. Duami Brown, Dwight Eskridge is a couple of names that I'm looking for. Donald Parham is on the board. I know Adam's listening, and he would love for me to take Donald Parham here. But I already have four tight ends. I think I'm good on the ex-SFL guy here. I... I'm going to wait and see on wide receiver if it comes back around to me, but I'm going to go ahead here. And I talked about Baltimore's backfield and we've seen what's happened to them in the past. Gus Edwards, I'm going to go ahead and take God they signed this offseason. I'm going to take Mike Davis because Mike Davis has a role. They say they want to pass to the running back more in this offense this upcoming year. And if Mike Davis is your third running back and you're talking about having a passing down guy, it's probably going to be Mike Davis over a Gus Edwards or over a J.K. Dobbins. So, yeah, I'll take Mike Davis here. I think that he could still give you some somewhat of fantasy appeal. And if an injury comes, he'll become a lot more valuable week to week. So give me Mike Davis. Somehow off the board after that, 
Charlie Kolar off the board, other tight end over there in Baltimore. And coming back to me, I talked, I talked about the wide receivers earlier before this. I'm going to – I'm not touching Jalen Rager. <laughs> There's no way you can. Yeah, I it just – Tutu Atwell is somebody that's also catching my eye in a wide receiver position. For the, for the record, I am very out on Atwell. When we talk about an NBA player, so you have to be a certain weight in order to actually contribute. Yep. Adwell can't stay healthy. I mean, he's <laughs> built like a twig. I, I don't think he can stay on the field. All right. Well, this is the last pick in the draft for me as we're in the 25th round. So kind of maybe I'm interested in digging down in the – wow, Darius Geis' name is still up here. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't think he's ever playing again. Uh, is there anybody else that deep down, I think I got all the real stashes that I really, really wanted into going into this draft. So I think I'm just going to take a shot on, Hey, maybe do Brown was a high draft pick last year. Maybe this is a guy that can break out in this wide receiver room that filled up in Washington very, very quickly. So yeah, I'll take Brown with my last pick of the draft. All right. Jennings goes off the board next. We have Joshua Hilliard, Jalen Rager. There he goes. Zaquandre White over in Miami. And it's on to you for your last pick of the draft. So for this one, I'm kind of torn between two players that are running backs. One's going to be more of a handcuff for the now, and one could be a future starting running back potentially if things go his way. It's either going to be Corbin from the Giants or it's going to be Patterson from the from the Commanders. And we saw Gibson get injured last year. Patterson ended up taking over the starting role for like a week or two. Wasn't great, but the point is he can be a starter, a mm-hmm. spot starter if needed. I actually like Corbin from Florida State, and I don't know how much longer you can bank on Barkley when he gets injured every year. And you're looking at who the Giants have as a backup. They got Brita. That's kind of it. Corbin, I thought, was pretty good at Florida State. So if you want to go for upside in the future, I think he's an option. But I'm looking at my running backs. I got a decent amount of future, I'd say, uh, guys to consider. So I'm going to go with the now. I'm going to go with a handcuff, a guy who could be valuable if something happens to Antonio Gibson. I'm going to take Patterson. All right. So Jared Patterson, the buff- former Buffalo running back. And we have Isaiah McKenzie, Tutu Atwell, Philip Lindsay. Deshaun Corbin, as you just talked about, and Josh Gordon with the last pick. What a way to end the draft with Josh Gordon as the very last pick in the draft. I absolutely love it. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's. I, I would have did something like that and made Josh Gordon the last pick, definitely. So I love that pick. All right. Well, Scott, I'm going to give you a second to kind of review over your team. We'll go over the teams and just give me – you know, what's one pick that you're super excited about? Doesn't have to be something that happened early in the draft. It could be where you got him based on value or anything else. With one pick you're really, really excited about. But before we do that, I'm going to talk to you about IP Vanish. As you know, they are the premier VPN. I tell you to use them all the time. They help you stay truly private and secure on the internet where they encrypt 100% of your data, passwords, private details, communications, browsing history, even your location. All encrypted with IP Vanish, and you can use it on limited devices without sacrificing speed, like your tablets, your phones, your computers, even a Fire Stick to hide what you're streaming. Plus, you're getting 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
Super easy to use. Just a tap of the button. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And also, we relaunched the SGPN merch store. Guys, it's a ton of cool stuff in there. We got shorts where, talking, where they say, talk about my th- ask me about my third leg. Like, you know, a uh, longtime friend of the program, Jake, add, just added so much to that store. Super cool stuff in there. We're going to try to get stuff from all the podcasts in there that you can just go in there and get your favorite stuff and your favorite SGPN shows. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Tap in and get you some cool, awesome merch that's in the store. All right, Scott, let's reveal these teams and talk about, you know, one one solid pick, whether it was a value play, whether it's just a player that you're super, super excited about. I'll let you go first. So overall, you could go with one of the early rounds and talk about a guy who can immediately contribute. But I'm going to focus on two on two picks, actually, from the later rounds. And they just so happened to be back to back rounds. I really love that I was able to get Justin Ross in the 17th round. And then got Brevin Jordan at the in the 18th round. I love both those guys, and I'm not sure how often I'd actually use Brevin because I have Kyle Pitts. But I really like Brevin Jordan, and I think that he's a very solid and underrated tight end that you should be targeting in your leagues if he's going in around the 18th round of Dynasty for a 12-team league. But Justin Ross, great buy-low spot on a guy who has first-round talent but injuries got in the way in college. Mm-hmm. But for me, 17th and 18th round back-to-back, Ross into Jordan, I think are two value picks that I absolutely love. Yeah, for me, it's got to be getting Mike Davis in the second to last round. And it's just because you have two guys that are coming off ACL tears in, yep. in uh, Gus Edwards and in J.K. Dobbins. And – you know, you never know what's going to happen. They look good now. They Everything's trending right. But – and then talk about that they want to start throwing the ball more. And when you think throwing the ball, you think of the running backs in that room, you think that is Mike Davis. So I'm really super excited that I got Mike Davis that late. And just the potential that he has, especially if anything happens to one or the other of Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins, even being the second running back in that lineup is really, really valuable. So getting Mike Davis that late in draft was super, super great, super, super cool for me. I love making that pick. Do you have any regrets about your draft? Do you think you should have taken a quarterback that you could use now before Winston? Or do you just like how it turned out? Yeah, yeah, I like I – like, because I have faith in Trey Lance. I actually think Trey Lance is going to be a lot better than people think. So I always thought that I'd be bouncing back and forth all season between Lance and Wilson depending on match – and Winston depending on match matchup. I do kind of wish that I went and maybe not look too much towards the future, maybe went and got a Ryan Tannehill or maybe even a Baker Mayfield or a Marcus Mariota or even a Jerry Goff, somebody with some more uh, that would actually be looking forward to playing this season other than a Corral. But, man, this is just the fate of Carolina, man. And in fading Carolina, Corral's going to be the next guy up. And if Corral can do it, Carolina's going to be very, very interesting as a team. And so, For the record, I think that the Corral idea makes sense in theory, but I think we all know if they suck again this year, they're going to draft somebody in the first round next year. Yeah, more than likely. More than likely. And is, is, do they suck? And also Carolina, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to be bad. Yeah, I think they're going to be bad too, but they just have a lot of pieces around it. If, they, if we sit here and we thought how the Falcons were going to be bad last year 
and we blink and Carolina has seven wins, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I no, like surprised. Atlanta might actually be a four-win team. But I think them and Carolina well, last will compete. Year, but if you think about last year when we were talking about the outlook of Atlanta and we said, you know, Atlanta's going to suck, Atlanta's going to be bad, and then you blink, and last year Atlanta finished with seven wins. That was one of the flukiest seven-win seasons of all time, though. You look at their actual point differential. Yes, terrible. They should have lost, like, like at least 11 <laughs> games. But if I had to pick a team that could be last year's Atlanta, it's Carolina. Okay, it's that's Carolina. Fair. So, Especially if McCaffrey can stay healthy. Absolutely. So I, I think it was a great draft overall. Let's just go ahead and run down the teams really quick so everybody knows how we finished. Please leave us a review or hop on Twitter and just tell us, you know, at Russia Radio, at really real underscore underscore. Let us know how we did. If you didn't like, a, like our picks, tell us you didn't like them. That's fine. We're not going to, you know, change too much. But we can definitely – have the conversation and maybe we can see where everybody else I love hearing from other people and getting other people's because fantasy is so subjective it's so subjective on what you want to happen and a lot and some of it partially is luck and maybe one person got injured and one person didn't but all right running down from the top Justin Jefferson Travis Kelsey Jalen Waddle Kenneth Walker Chris Olave Rashad Bateman, Damian Harris, Gabriel Davis, Trey Lance, Rashad Penny, Trey McBride, Tyrion Davis, Price, Rondell Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Gus Edwards, Jameis Winston, Tim Patrick, Matt Corral, Daryl Williams, CJ Uzama, Chris Evans, Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Likely, Mike Davis, and Dewami Brown to finish it out for me. Scott, what was your roster? So I got Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Traylon Burks, James Cook, Matt Stafford, Hunter Renfro, Aaron Rodgers, Jahan Dotson, Zamir White, Chuba Hubbard, Wondell Robinson, Hayson Haskins. I got Shakir. I got Ritter. I got Justin Ross, Brevin Jordan, Dearness Johnson, Marquez Callaway, Zach Moss, Byron Pringle, Mo Ali Cox, Quez Watkins, and Jared Patterson. A lot of Bills Mafia over there. Yep. Feels like a lot of a lot of Bills Mafia. I think they might be the best team in the league this year. So I like drafting players with a good infrastructure around them. And Buffalo's got something going. Okay. All right. Buffalo, best team in the league. They might be. You heard it here first. What'd you say? I said they might be. I think yeah. on paper you, you can make a case of the best all around team in the league. No, no, I really do like Buffalo's outlook. I actually am gonna bet Buffalo week one against the Rams. I think that they can get that win. Going on the road playing Super Bowl champions. All right. Other than that, we have nothing else for you. That this was a dynasty startup mock draft. 25 rounds of intel. I hope everybody got something out of it, whether it was in the early rounds, whether it was in the later rounds, wherever you feel like you need help in your dynasty league. I hope you got something out of it. Make sure you subscribe to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. Leave a review. We're here all off season. We're going to be here all season, giving you content five days a week, doing everything you need to help make sure you win your fantasy league. So tap in with us. I can't wait to hear from everyone. We're moving on. I have no idea how I'm going to end the podcast. So we're just going to end it like this. We out.